Yo. Sorry for the long ass intro. Welcome to episode 164 of the Zay Coleman Podcast. It's your boy, Mrs. ZCP from the A63, aka Mrs. Zay Coleman, aka Poe County's number one podcaster. How are you doing today? Guess what, boys? Um, We're going to talk about everything in the basketball community except for Kyrie Irving because, God, I feel like I've seen it way too much down my timeline and I'm not going to put it down your timeline anymore. God, it has been. Been a little, a little over a week since he shared the alleged tweet. Not alleged, it happened. Um, tweet on uh about the anti-Semitic, uh, anti-Semitism filled message. Um, small movie project. Um, yeah, no comments on it. God, I feel like I, I'm been annoyed seeing the name Kyrie Irving down my screen. But in basketball news with Kyrie Irving, he has been suspended five games for the actions, and he has uh, listed a public apology, which I will not read on this podcast, because God, it is a long-ass apology. I genuinely do not want to talk about it. So, we're going to get into the basketball things. The Golden State Warriors are 3-6. and six. Holy shit, I watched the game last night against the Orlando Magic. Um, Jalen Suggs had one of the best fourth quarters I've seen from a young player in a long-ass time. And I know Jalen Suggs wouldn't technically consider young. He's like 21, 22 years old. You know, he's a little bit older for somebody in his second year in the league. But he, I think two, three point. I, I and again, I was watching the game. I was talking about it because, you know, it was in a, a little bit of a, I guess you could say we're in the chat room watching the game. Um, And I was like, why the fuck is Jalen Suggs taking threes? Jalen Suggs hit two threes in the last two minutes of the game. Two, he had in two excellent clutch defensive plays, by the way. Kind of got scared when he missed one of the free throws, but he hit it. He had a clutch steal on Curry, and he uh, intercepted a pass that I think was intended for Draymond, if I'm not mistaken, and got fouled. You know, he hit th- three of the four free throws on those plays. Man, Jalen Suggs in Orlando again, honestly missed because I, even though I love them running the 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 unnecessarily big lineup with Franz, um, Paolo, Bobo, Mobamba, Wendell Carter, all those boys. Even though it's fun running that lineup, I do love the backcourt of Cole and uh, Jalen Suggs long term. I know Cole didn't play last night, but Cole and Jalen Suggs together, I think Cole's offense and Jalen's defense could definitely be something that Orlando will, uh, can look forward to for the next. 10 years at at minimum because these dudes are hoopers personified. Now, since we're going to get into hoopers personified, go say Warriors, what the fuck has happened? I know, again, we're two and a half weeks into the season, so, you know, don't overreact. But the Hornets, the Pistons, the Heat, who have not been good this year, and the Magic, that's who we losing to? And if, in theory... In theory, if this does continue, the beginning of the end of this dynasty is Dennis Smith Jr., Sadiq Bay. Um, I guess you could say Max Struess in Miami. And Jalen Suggs ended the Golden State Warriors dynasty. Will we? Is, is that what we're going to do tonight? That's what we're going to say? The, the end of the dynasty in Miami? Three guys under the age of 25. And Max Struess, which I think Max Struess might actually be exactly 25, ended the dynasty. Are we going to go that far? Can we overreact and say that? I would love to overreact and say that. 
I'm a very overreaction ass person. I will overreact the fuck out of something if it makes me happy. And this is something that I'm willing to overreact with. Something else I can overreact with. The Lakers winning two in a row. What the fuck happened? Like, I know, you know, the everything everybody's been talking about the Matt Ryan three pointer. I want to talk about Russell Westbrook off the bench quietly being like six man material. Can we talk about that? And the New Orleans Pelicans, who granted, I know we're missing two starters right now. Still, the New Orleans Pelicans are a way better basketball team than the Los Angeles Lakers. Can somebody tell me how that they they have dropped the um these last two games? Can we talk about that? Because I kind of want to talk about that. They have been it's it's been, this is a, a disappointing loss for them against the Los Angeles Lakers. Anthony Davis, you know, he had a I mean, you know, the rebound is there, so shout out to Anthony Davis for that. But honestly, this is a worse Lakers team than we're used to because now that Troy Brown's in the starting lineup, they have literally no shooting. It's the exact same lineup, but not he's not as fast as Russell Westbrook is. Can somebody tell me how? How on earth the Los Angeles Lakers won back to back games? I guess two teams that I think are contenders at that. Well, one team I think is a contender. One team I think is on the rise of being a contender. Especially, I don't know. This 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 has been a backward season. I can't lie. The Detroit Pistons beat the Warriors. That's how you know this is a backward season, man. Like, I can't. There's nothing two or three even ways to put this. Like, in the just since the podcast. Just since the podcast, Orlando OKC, Minnesota Phoenix, um, Cleveland Boston on Wednesday, which is quietly one of the best game of the season thus far. Um, the Mavs and the Jazz, yeah, the Mavs and the Jazz both have had a banger. Grizzlies, Blazers, Blazers, Pelicans and Lakers, Magic and Warriors, and even the Nuggets and the Thunder for a good stretch was a good game. We've had bangers on bangers. And again, these are just the ones that I've watched. Like, I can't really speak for the Wizards and the Sixers. I can't really speak for the Bulls. Well, I, did, I, can, I can speak for the Bulls and the Nets. The Bulls and the Nets was, it was the Zach Levine show in the fourth quarter. Don't get it twisted. But <laughs> it was still a very good game, nonetheless. Uh, I can't really speak for the Kings and the Heat. Like, even though it was a close game, I can't tell you if that was a good game or not. Um, I watched about a good five minutes of the Raptors dogging the shit out of the Spurs. Um, that that un that was so uninteresting to see. This. I'm gonna be real. The Spurs, even though they're they have a good record and honestly are a well coached team, they're still very uninteresting to watch. I won't lie to you. Genuinely uninteresting to watch. <laughs> they're the most boring team by far to watch in the NBA. And again, I don't know if it's the fact that it's like realistically maybe one of these dudes on this roster will be an All Star, but I think it's just more to the fact that it's like, do we? Realistically, this this five and three start it will not last. It won't. Like I'm not, you know, out here going to say that the Spurs are going to win the NBA championship. I'm not out here saying that the Spurs will be a playing team. But overall, good start. But I think this this Raptors game was a wake up call. Um, just purely off the off of numbers. Um, granted, I th- I'm pretty sure Kelvin Johnson didn't play um due to injury, and I think Devin Vassell is also injured, but. Either way, like I'm not, I'm not too big on the San Antonio Spurs team in general. Um, it's like I said, it's a shame. It's genuinely a shame because, like I said, Pop is kind of wasting his last few years just because he's Greg Popovich and he can. But overall, 
it's been a it's been a clusterfuck season so far for them. Both good and bad. <laughs> I want to go to the OKC Thunder for a second. Because, you know, four and four start. They've got a mixed bag season so far. To to say the absolute very least. They have had a mixed bag season. And I say that in a good I say that in a good way because realistically once Chad Holmgren went down, we knew this team wasn't gonna be shit. <laughs> like be honest with you, with you. We knew this team wasn't gonna be shit. They had the 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 loss was the first three games of the season. Um, remember they lost twice to Minnesota, and I think to I think they lost to Denver too. Because I, I remember in the commentary they said this is the second time that they lost to the Nuggets this season. So yeah, they lost to the Nuggets twice and the Timberwolves twice. But listen to this category: beat the Clippers twice, beat the Mavericks, beat the Magic, at, in a comeback win nonetheless. Because they had a a crazy fourth quarter um towards the end. This team is real, bro. And again, they were hanging in with the Nuggets for the vast majority of this game. You know, it got kind of got out of control in the uh in the in the first. It was out of control in the first quarter, but then they were able to bounce back. They had a good third a uh, good third quarter, but then the fourth quarter, offensively couldn't generate a whole lot. Lou Dort had got a couple buckets. You know, Shea, once Shea came in, he scored a couple times. But overall, the offense was really really stagnant in the fourth quarter. Denver, I want to give absolute props to Jamal Murray. Wow. Jamal, this was the Jamal Murray comeback game. And again, they referenced it a lot. But um, this looked like Jamal Murray in the bubble. This looked like Jamal Murray that was him and Donovan Mitchell was having all-time performances in the uh, against each other in the bubble. Him and CJ McCollum was having uh, all-time performances in the bubble. This was that Jamal Murray. Obviously, it wasn't a 50 bomb like he had in the playoffs. But this was Jamal Murray basketball. And I can't but help to say that this is oh, this is going to be the first of many. That for, they, granted, the first half, that was all, specifically first quarter, all Aaron Gordon. You know, Aaron Gordon was crazy in that game, in the first quarter. Jamal Murray in the second half was the best I've seen in Jamal Murray since he went down. And I can't help but say that we're getting this Jamal Murray from here on out. You know, it'd be cool, you know, Jamal Murray have those adversity type games where, you know, he kind of had he sucks and then he gets back. Inconsistent, basically, is what I'm trying to tell you. It'd be okay. It'd be realistic. But I want to see full course Jamal Murray this way, bubble like Jamal Murray. We're going to see this back Jamal Murray for the rest of the season. I know, you know, he will have his games where he's off. Every player does. But Jamal Murray is going to be, this is the game that gets Jamal Murray back into rhythm. Next team I want to talk about, and again, they've benefited from having to play, and again, the OKC can too, um, but they've sort of kind of benefited from playing basically the same teams this season, and that's the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. Um, they had, I guess you could say, a pretty lax game. And if, unfortunately, James Harden is injured. But this will help the Joel Embiid MVP case now um, because there was a lot of J- Joel Embiid have a good game and then James Harden go have a good game, but Joel Embiid sucks. Like, 
there was a – it became really repetitive really quick. Now that James Harden is down for – I think it's being reported a month. Um, This is going to be perfect Joel Embiid time. Maybe even perfect uh, Tyrese Maxey time. Because Tyrese Maxey, I think – because considering Joel is actually out, I wouldn't be surprised if Tyrese Maxey has multiple 30 bombs um, from here on out. Probably – even a forty, if he if he's if he's feeling froggy. Um, overall, slow start to the season for Philly, but I think you know just you know it's more just chemistry issues. Realistically, this these this team has not played together that long. Honestly, half the guys on this team just got here like four months ago, so I'm not really expecting too much of a a resurgence with this team. And again, I could probably say this for a lot of teams. You know, the Lakers, the Kings, the Knicks, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, you know, with the 76 team that has championship aspirations. Now, if you look at the 76ers' next schedule, or next schedule? Upcoming schedule. New York Knicks, Phoenix Suns, Atlanta Hawks, twice. 70, uh, the Jazz, the Bucks, the Timberwolves, and the Nets. And then the Hornets, Magic, twice. Hawks again, Cavs, Grizzlies, Rockets. And I think that's when they, that, that Rockets game, which is funny, actually. Will probably lead to James Harden to come back because that's exactly a month. That's thirty days. I can see at least half of those being Tyrese Maxey elite level performance games. I can see you know him dropping thirty in, in Atlanta. I could see him dropping thirty in Minnesota. Maybe even giving uh, Drew Holiday that ass like Charlotte. You know Orlando one at least one time against Orlando. He'll probably have one of those games. I would not be surprised in the least if he has at least one of those games in Orlando where he just goes absolutely batshit crazy. And again, it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult because, you know, he's still playing with Joel Embiid, who's going to get his 20, 25 shots, probably 10, 15 free throws a game. He's going to get that level of, of he won't he probably won't get that level of attention. But, like, overall, I can see him definitely having one of those bigger games. Next, we want to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. Of course, still remain undefeated after um, two, one decisive win and one very close win against the, the Detroit Pistons, which, realistically, I knew this Detroit Pistons game, the second one, was going to be a, an ass-whooping. I wasn't. I didn't really have my hopes up. I'm gonna be honest with you, but overall, this this was the Milwaukee Bucks defense at its absolute best. Because you know, overall, you know, in the last couple of seasons, the Bucks defense is definitely, or specifically last season, the Bucks defense kind of wavered a little bit. But this was the Drew Holiday, you know, Javon Carter, Giannis Antetokounmpo. This was the Bucks defense at its absolute best. They focused in on Kay Cunningham and made everybody else try to beat them. Everybody else couldn't beat them. Sadiq Bey had tried his best. Boyan Bogdanovich probably had his worst game as a piston so far, which granted they, that holds some weight. Um overall, this 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 was never going to be close, only because of how they defended Kay Cunningham literally from the jump. From the very first tip, you could tell this the defense on the on display was literally stop K Cunningham, make everybody else win. And it worked out. 
Team I want, uh, another team that I want to uh, spotlight, spotlight just for a little bit, and they play tonight. They have a, a pretty a, a prime time level game, I should say, against the Celtics. But the Chicago Bulls. This is and again the record doesn't show, but the Chicago Bulls have really looked good this season. I know five and four doesn't necessarily scream um big big name Eastern Conference team, but for sure I can see the Chicago Bulls team you know running into a legitimate playoff spot because of the consistency that they're getting from their stars like DeRozan. He's had a couple of games where he hadn't really, you know, been DeMar DeRozan level. But it's all right. Zach Levine is, is right there to pick up the slack. Last game against the Hornets to the bench was absolutely bonkers. Goran Dragic had his performances. Javante Green probably had his best game in a long time. Um, Caruso defensively was all over the Charlotte Hornets guards. Dennis Jr. and James Booknight did not have a chance in hell against Alex Caruso. Derek Jones Jr. quietly playing rim protector. Um, even like Nikola Vucevic, he didn't have a bad game. Patrick Williams had one of his best games of his career. Like all of this, and again, these are these was it was not a good game for DeRozan or Zach Levine, to be fair. But the bench stepped up. They have six, seven, eight guys on this team that legitimately could get you twenty. And again, not on like some like fluky. Like they legitimate like their entire starting five. Goran Dragic is a hot hand. I would assume it was a hot hand. Um, Kobe White when healthy is a high hand. Like this uh, Bulls team has some lethal weapons on this team, and again, it's all about consistency. Like even in their losses, like the Spurs, they fell to a hot-handed Spurs team. Philly, they just ran into a team that was better than them. Um, especially with a healthy James, uh, sorry, healthy Joel Embiid. Like even Cleveland, again, just ran into a team that was better. Washington, a team that was better. Like even the, like just. Better than that, I should say. Um, but overall, like this Bulls team for sure, I think it's just going to be it's going to be a solid team in the East. But health is going to be their big thing, consistent health and consistency. Because again, they got they got guys that can get them twenty, but they also can, got some guys that will get you over ten. So they, you know, it's very much just keeping the consistency, keeping your guys healthy, and that team. And like I said, it should be a, a good. Uh, this should be a good stretch. Last couple of teams I want to talk about: the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Boston Celtics quietly having to having the best game of 2022-2023 so far. Darius Garland coming back, point god as per usual. Um, the closing the closing uh last 30 ish seconds were probably some of the craziest 30 seconds I'm going to see in basketball, and even overtime didn't disappoint either. But between Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, like. Genuinely, on like I think we can say with pride the two best guys of the 2017 draft class. Um, overall, God, they had such a magical performance. It felt, it felt like they were in competition with each other to try to be the best player in the league, which obviously neither of them are. But you know, overall, Tatum and, and Mitchell, I think, have both risen have 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 both risen their games up to elite level status this season. Especially with Don, um, Gordon Donovan Mitchell, because this is probably the best year of his career so far, both on the offensive and defensive end. Um, Tatum, honestly, in the same way, probably having one of the more efficient seasons of his career thus far, and it's gonna, it's gonna, uh, it's gonna reflect in where these teams stand come April and even May. Like I, I think these two teams could both go deep in the playoffs. 
led by these two guys and hopefully can generate some some success on both sides because neither team has really seen a crazy amount of success recently. I know the Celtics just came from the finals and have, have had a couple of final, uh, conference finals appearances, but that 08 banner is looking mighty dusty at this point. Um, you know, probably going to have add a little cousin next to it at some point. And of course, you know, Cleveland's a little newer. They had the LeBron era, obviously. But, you know, like I said, the 2016 is going to collect some dust eventually. So Garland, Mitchell, Mobley, Allen, I think this is a good enough core. Dean Wade has been a quiet piece um, next to you that <clears throat> your boy called in the offseason. I uh, says it should start at the three. When they announced that Karis LeVert was starting at the three, I kind of was disgusted a little bit because Dean Wade is the better shooter, better defender, and is has a lot more size compared to Karis LeVert. I just think it was a little premature to start Karis LeVert just because he was the quote-unquote fifth best player on the team. Um, somebody that I'm losing a lot more faith in, though, Isaac Okoro. Um, I'm not going to... Divvy on that because we're trying to keep it positive today, boys. Um, yeah, Isaac Cora has been bad. Like I will full on say it. He has been bad so far this season. And again, he's losing PT already to Dean Wade, Karis Levert, Lamar Stevens, et cetera, et cetera. I'm I'm very uh I'm very pessimistic on the, the chances of even a slight increase in playing time for him. I'm just it's just uh it's going to be a tough road for him to to earn any trust back in in the coaching staff for sure. Um, yeah, I think we can. I think we can. I think, and again, I saw it on the timeline too. Um, that he's kind of going on that the Josh Okoge trajectory it was like he had a great rookie year, not great, but solid rookie year, and has plateaued all the way down to probably minimum contract when his rookie deal is done, which is unfortunate, but that sometimes that's just how the cookie crumbles. All he has to do is hit the open threes that he's getting, and he's not getting it. Um, yeah, that's about it. Like I said, there isn't a, two, a whole lot that we've um, discovered between um, Tuesday night that we've already talked about, so basically Wednesday and Thursday's games. Um, News-wise, we've mentioned that Kyrie Irving's not going to be a topic um, um, we talked we talked about the suspension, but that's it. Um, that's that's the end of that. Um, Thursday, not a whole lot has happened. Wednesday, not a whole lot has happened. Honestly, more has happened in the NFL world than, than the NBA world, which is crazy to say that because I know I'm because the NBA world, you know, it's, they're playing every day, and the NFL is what three days a week. So uh, you know, a snooze snooze lose type, but um, also programming. Programming, um, obviously no pod pod today because you know we do pod pods every other Friday. Um, next week, you know, obviously Veterans Day pod pod, we'll be talking about you know the U.S. Army and what uh, being in the military does for both your credibility and your um overall conditioning. Also, special Thanksgiving episode of the pod pod or of the podcast and the pod pod. Because we won't probably won't be doing anything Friday. Thursday morning, I'm gonna get my happy ass up, eight o'clock in the morning. And I'm going to do a pod or a podcast and a pod pod. I'll probably combine it to one episode. To um give me oh Jesus. I don't I'm I'm tired. I have not slept in almost two days, <laughs> in case you could tell. Um 
I put all my energy into the beginning of the podcast. But what I'm getting ready to say is uh, we're going to be doing a What Am I Thankful For podcast. Genuinely, I've hit up the boys to see if I can get the boys onto the podcast one more time just for a Thanksgiving episode or maybe even a Christmas episode. Um, If my math does serve correctly, I'm pretty sure. I'm going to check it real quick. If Christmas is on a Friday, if Christmas is on a Friday, I will absolutely be doing a dang it, Christmas is on a Sunday. All right, so we're going to be doing a Christmas Eve Eve episode of the podcast where um, my gift to y'all is the voice of a thousand angels. And by a voice of a thousand angels, I mean it's just a regular Friday podcast. And we'll be previewing Christmas games, by the way. We'll, we, we'll be doing Christmas previews for uh, for um, the, the Friday before Christmas podcast. So a couple programming news. Show my love, show my uh, gratitude to y'all for getting this podcast to officially, as of this record, or as of last episode, 1K views, 1K plays. Um, God, even then it's like, how did y'all get to uh, to listen to all these podcasts where half of them are shit quality? <laughs> I'm just going to be real with you. Half of them are god-awful quality. But for sure, either way. I love y'all. Um, I think we can close the podcast out, though. Um, if you missed the previous 164 episodes of the Day Come Podcast, you can check them out on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts, on Amazon Music, and, of course, right here on Anchor. Until next time, I love you. You love me. Please, God. Just for the love of sanity, the love for humanity. Let's love each other. Until next time. See you.